The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listen up, people. Over the years, I've learned how important hydration is in my workouts and everyday life. It's the key to helping my body move, recover, and just have a good time when I'm exercising and staying active. Things go even better when I'm well hydrated before I even start moving. Noon Hydration doesn't want you to wait to hydrate. They want you to start hydrated. Noon Sport Hydration Tablets hydrate better than water alone. Just drop them in your water, dissolve, and enjoy. They contain five essential electrolytes and come in crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade, lemon lime, and many more. They also have non-GMO vegan and gluten-free ingredients and only one gram of sugar. Noon hydrates you so you can do more, go further, and recover faster. And that means you can have a heck of a lot more fun. Since hydrated humans have the most fun, head over to shop now on NoonLife.com and pick some up today so you're ready for anything. Because anything can happen after noon. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat, when she wears heels, she strikes oil. (laughs) (laughs) Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? Mega Millions tonight. Bought us a ticket, too, by the way. So uh, we're we're in on the big drawing tonight for for a billion dollars. A lot of money. So how often does it get up to this point? I don't ever very often. I think the record's, what, $1.5 billion? I remember hitting... When they went to $2 a ticket, I don't know, a few years ago, they gave it the chance to have these super mega Multiplier. Jackpots. Well, I mean, just they just doubled it up because you're putting more money in with $2 a ticket versus one. So I think it's hit. This will be the uh, second or third highest lottery ever. And I think probably one more, one or two more. If there's not a winner tonight, uh, you'll have probably maybe the largest jackpot ever explain this also to me is this just an arkansas thing or a oh, nationwide no, no, no. thing this is na- okay. this is na- this is a the, me- just, the multi-state there's the mega millions and the powerball okay so this i just is don't the mega millions tonight that's uh over a billion okay i just never pay attention my dad plays i think bucks and ducks is the one that he occasionally buys but i just have never i just don't don't buy lottery tickets unless We've got one right here for the show that hopefully hits. And well, since you're out on this, we'll just no. I'll, I just said uh, I no. That's fine. You know, since you're against that, I'll. Uh, I didn't say I was against it. I just I'll just said take I'm, you right out. I never do it. So four minutes in the show, you're already taking words <laughs> out of my mouth. Jeez, Louise. Well, you just but, said you weren't for it, so you know. I, I don't want you to be. I don't, if we win, I don't want the burden of wealth to be too much uh, for you. Not what so. I said. I just said I don't do it. But no, that I think that'd be something we can discuss a, a little lengthier at, at point this morning. What you do if you actually won the money? I remember I calculated a variety of things that I would do when Warren Buffett was giving away a billion dollars. If you had a perfect bracket, what's more likely to have a perfect bracket mm. or to win? The Mega Millions. I think statistically a perfect bracket. I mean, I think I think the odds of you like being struck by lightning, riding a dolphin across a desert is more likely than 
winning the Mega Millions. But I know this. Without this ticket, my chances are zero. That's fair. What so is the- I may not have very good odds, but I don't have any without one. You remember when we used to do the power, like to the 10th power? It's like 10 to the 10th power. Yeah. I know Exponential that's power. Math. Yeah. What is the... What is the power that you're putting to now? To look it up. It's like one in a hundred and like seventy million. I think is your chances of winning the Mega Millions. One in a hundred and seventy. I think it's, like, I think it's something like. But that. at least you have. It's but not. You know zero. what? It's zero in a hundred. It's not zero now. Yeah. That's uh, that's the way you have to look you're at it. Telling be, me there's a chance. You want to be positive on that? How many? I mean, do people really, when it gets over a billion, do you think they start tickets? Is there? Oh, yeah. I think the people that, like me, I mean, I play occasionally, a few times a year, only when it, you know, because I, I'm not interested in winning 40 million or 100 million. No, no, no. I'm not going to waste my time on that. If it's a billion, though. We're going to win. Let's win, you know, seven or eight or $900 million. What happens if you get five of the correct numbers, but the sixth one's off? Do you, you can only get a certain portion of yeah, the. Yeah, if you get everything money. but the Powerball, you get like. 100 grand or 200 grand or something like that. How deflating would that be? I mean, you'd still be happy, but how deflating would that be if you were one number off from winning? Because it's the last, I looked it up, it's the last number. It would really win. stink if the mega, if the if the uh, power ball or the mega ball or whatever they call it in, in mega millions was off like one digit too. Like on ours, it says 04 is our. If it was like 05 yeah, or 03. That would really just piss you off. It'd just be, <laughs> did, did you, now the other thing I'd ask, did you pick those numbers, Tommy? Or no, did you just take the randomized I just took, They didn't even ask. They just gave me the. I, oh, okay. And which is really what you want to do. Now I went in. To the Casey's and got it on the on my way in this morning. There's okay. nobody there at ten after five. But you know, why do you do that? And for again, for a novice, why do you do the randomizer instead of have six numbers in your head? Say, what this, 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 and this. What's the rationale behind that? I don't have my rationale is the computer's probably just as likely to pick a winning set as I am. You think so? I mean, what what edge would I have of picking sentimental numbers? You know, uh, I don't know. No, we could come up with some and go get back and get one. Like pick our favorite Razorbacks of all time, you know, and just go back. So in. I guess we could put you know number five in there. I guess probably be the one a lot of people start going with one. But see, that'd be it. We would get so sentimental about it, picking like Razorback numbers that uh, you think it'd be off. Well, there would be no chance like five and one both being in there. You know, I don't. I just never. I guess I need to start paying attention to this since it is up over a billion, but. It, and do they do it on what local television? Do they reveal it, or is it online, or how do they reveal it? I think it runs right after the news. I don't know. I just look online, but that, I mean, I don't, I don't really worry about it until like the news is running stories. Hey, there was a the winner was in our community, and they're and we're waiting for them to come forward. I might need to go find that ticket. How do they? And it was bought at this store. Well, I bought my ticket. Right. That's never happened. So I don't really worry too much about what the numbers okay. are. Until uh, what, like, until they're like searching for the winner, you know, and then, then well, I might not want to go look at that ticket. Like nine, there was like a million dollar winner in our state just a few weeks ago. That same thing, what I just said. He bought tickets, didn't pay any attention, then realized they're looking for the guy who won the million dollars. It was like at a Pine Bluff convenience store. He went back and found his ticket from that week, and sure enough, he won the million. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Here's my strategy. So I've uh, connected with the in laws and that whole family. Uh, so we've got tickets bought in Indiana, Florida, Tennessee, and Arkansas. We're spreading it out. All right. Well, good.
Good luck to everyone uh, on this. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site. With an A plus BBB rating, auctions on PristineAuction.com start at just $1, and each day there are over 1,000 autographed items available. So you win signed authentic signatures at affordable prices. Just last week, an autographed Justin Herbert jersey sold for $110. Deals like these are happening all the time on pristineauction.com, and they have just about every player you could want, including Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and so much more. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use code HTL when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com, use code HTL and get $10 off your first item one. And that's not all. In addition to $10 off your first item, we are giving away a signed Traylon Burks Arkansas Razorbacks jersey to one lucky listener who signs up using this code HTL. Here's your chance to win. All you have to do is sign up on their website using our registration code HTL to be entered. Visit pristineauction.com slash register today. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Holy Hogs! Chuck Barrett, even though he's on vacation, kind enough to join us this morning. We'll hear from him in just a sec, Tommy. Brought to you by Wills RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. The best brands and the best prices and always a lifetime warranty on every new RV they sell at Wheels RV. Enjoy the peace of mind in a new RV and the mobile service shuttle that will come to you and help keep you camping. It's all at Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, and discover with Wheels RV. Clay, I meant to ask you last segment. Chuck was texting me, didn't have time. Do you sing when you go to concerts, or are you stone-cold silent? Yeah, so, but I don't sing lead, uh, and I didn't know that <laughs> until my wife told me I just harmonize. Mom, mama sings bass, daddy sings tenor. Yeah, Jean N, <laughs> who's really musically inclined, her mother was a music teacher. She can play piano. Her brother plays fiddle and guitar. And, you know, she'll listen to me and turn down the sound real quick and says, you realize you're not singing lead. Yeah. You're singing, you know, you're singing background harmony, which is fine. You don't, when you're with George, now, when you say you go to concert, that's the only one I go to. I don't go to anybody else's now. You know, I'll hear Martina McBride sing before. Hey, let's go to Chuck. Let's, y'all don't want to hear this. Let's do Chuck. All right, Chuck, you, you've been introduced just like that. <laughs> what a setup. Hey, uh, I just want to know, when George Strait strikes up Amarillo by morning, does, does Clay sway? You know, do you sway? 
Does yeah, still take lighters? Take, he yeah, gets I'll a cigarette lighter my, out. No, I take my yeah, cell phone and I turn out. it on. Do they still do that? <laughs> no, you have cell phones. Yeah. You have lights on your cell phones. Oh, okay, all right. It's been a long time, obviously, for me. So, How are you guys? We're doing well this morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, great news that we got to, to share with the world yesterday that, uh, hey, you're, you're joining the team uh, over here at, at ESP in Arkansas. We couldn't be happier to have you. Man, you guys really buttered me up yesterday, and uh, buttering Clay up too. I well, think we, had, uh, we got to get you ready to drop you in the grease. So, I guess that's right. No, <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I've been ready to get back on the air. You guys know that. All y'all know that. And um, so, this is a great opportunity, and and it's uh, you know this is the only the only station I consider doing this on. And so, um, you know, it's been a long time. But um, I think I'm still up to it. The hardest part's going to be, you know, getting getting charged up and ready to go early. But I'm an old guy now, so I get up at the crack of dawn. So this is right in my wheelhouse. Well, Clay, just so you know, he, he, he the only condition that Chuck had was that he didn't have to work with you three days a week. So we were able to, <laughs> to maneuver the, the deck chairs here, Clay, so that, uh, that you could avoid that. Well, I want to tell you. He may not want to do it anymore, but we had some great times. I mean, <laughs> some great man, times. Including, well, it was the time of my life. Including, the time of my life. I mean, it really was. Chuck, I remember doing those remotes in Fort Smith where Tommy would take us to, oh, it might be a rib place. And Tommy was giving us, you know, like talent fees for coming, man. We would have just come for the ribs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we always ate good. Tommy's always I, good about that. I wish I'd have known There's that then. I saved the money. <laughs> It's always on trade, but it's good. Hey, like a real radio man. So, well, obviously, uh, some things going on here, and I, I can't wait to, to to get started on with you Monday, uh, Chuck, because I, I know basketball has been a lot more of the conversation uh, lately than than it normally is this time of the year. We're going to have football practice starting next week. How bad do you wish you were getting to go on this trip to Italy and Spain with Muss and and the team? Hey, that'd be a nice deal. This is like uh, the third or fourth time that. Uh, that they've gone abroad, and, um, you know, they've not taken the radio crew. But uh, I understand that. I, I heard you guys talking about this a little bit earlier, and, and, and that is the reason. I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's not like you can do recon work. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. you can go check it out before you go over there, you know. So you just don't know what you're getting into, and it's a uh, – um, hey, I've done games on cell phones. That's what happened to us in El Paso that year, uh, midway through the through the first half. And so it was. Uh, you can get into a real mess if you're not uh, prepared for everything, and um, so that's the reason we don't do it. But yeah, I'd like to go. If they were to say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you tag along?" I'd go. The the only the the background you would have to have to do a, a mission like this, you would have to have done high school basketball for like fifteen years in your career. Because Chuck, you you did that back uh, cutting your teeth. Some of the most technically challenging places you'll ever try to get a broadcast out from is a high school gym, particularly with a cellcaster and, and trying to find a landline and all that stuff. Man, that that's exactly what you'd be walking into over there. I can tell you, very early in my broadcast career, I'll always remember this because it was the night before Arkansas played UCLA in the Cotton Bowl. Um, I literally leaned out of a coach's office in Charleston 
at a basketball tournament and stretch the phone line as far as it would go and lean my head out the office door and did the basketball game. And I know, Tommy, I know you've done this, too, mm. back in the day. It just happened. And uh, I, I, I've just got visions that kind <laughs> of like that. Yeah. So, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons, but uh, I know they're going to have a great time. I know their families are going to have a great time. It's always a good bonding session. And let me tell you, guys, I got a little broadcast inside here. You know, when the Eric Musselman radio show comes around and those players come on, you know, you're always looking for topics to talk about. So every single one of them, you write it down, every single one of them on that show this year is going to be asked about the trip to Italy. Yeah. So uh, I've already got my uh, I've already got my questions ready. Same ones I used uh, four years ago and five, six years ago. And they'll all talk about it. It'll be a, it'll be the yeah. trip of a Yeah, I don't know what happened to your phone there, but you're kind of fading in the distance we can't can't hear you as well as we did a minute ago so i don't know if you moved the phone or something there but clay wouldn't that be a i mean you're going to see george Strait. i don't know how you top that but but italy and spain clay be pretty good yeah you know my brother went to either brazil or argentina with eddie sutton's teams when he was sid and they didn't take uh pat foster and gene katie and eddie got tossed with about five minutes to go so Butch had to coach the last five minutes. And Sidney Moncrief came over and he said, listen, you think you're going to coach. Just sit your butt down there and let us play. We're up by 15. Don't screw it up. Don't get a tee. <laughs> he said it's the only time he ever heard it. Sidney Moncrief admonish somebody. And he said he hadn't done anything yet. Uh, got football practice starting to it. What they say is it going to be Friday? That's what I kind of read, Clay. Is, is it Friday, Chuck? You guys uh, gotten the schedule yet? I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I had some issues there for a moment. One more time on that question. I've got you. Now. Football practice. I think it's about a week from today is when uh, they're going to roll out there and get going. I'm excited about that, and you know this this football team. I think going into you know fall camp, if you want to call it that. I I think from a mental standpoint. They are in a perfect spot. Um, I think that's the one thing, and we focus on the physical, and obviously, ultimately, you've got to go out there and perform the physical. Um, but I think mentally, where this program is right now, um, fans have great anticipation, and man, we should. Um, but I think from a program perspective, um, this is the next step. Um, you know, this is... Uh, uh, this begins the process of going from, uh, you know, they move from the bottom half to the upper half, and, you know, there's a big glass ceiling that still has to be cracked. And I think that there's a very good understanding of that within our program. But I also think there's a confidence and a belief that, that we've not had before. And I think that that I think that trickles down to everybody. I mean, from the head coach to the, you know, to the last manager. Um, I think it trickles all the way down. And I think from a mental standpoint, um, they're in a very good spot as they get ready to go back to work. When you say that, Chuck, and I would echo that this is the first time in a long time that uh, they've got some good top-line players, but they also got some depth. And they've got some young players that they've recruited in this last class that they don't have to play, but they may play. 
like the two linebackers, uh, Powell and, and Crook, they they may they play on special teams, but they may roll in with their top three linebackers. And uh, I just look around, you know, Rashad DeBinion's going to play some at running back. Uh, they they really are more prepared for adversity. Uh, you know, there's been some teams where they had good front run players, and then they got a couple of players hurt, and that was the end of the season. And you, you're going to have injuries in the SEC, and I just think they're more set up for for that kind of a deal. And uh, these are good young players in that offensive line, but they don't have to play, but they might. Well, and, and if and if they prove they can, they will. Um, and you know, when you look at from a recruiting standpoint, uh, what they've been able to do the last couple of years, particularly this 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 last cycle and and the cycle that they're in now, um, they are recruiting a different type player. Um, good players play early. I mean, they just do, and uh, that includes linemen. Yeah, and now, you know, I don't know if we are going to have the luxury of you know, recruiting a great lineman and, you know, the old mindset of, you know, he doesn't play maybe a lot till the third year after he red shirts and, you know, backs up. And, and um, these kids have different mindsets now and they're good enough players that you can play them early. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I think depth is, uh, that's the name of the game in our league because um, you've got to replace a good player with a good player. Uh, you cannot have a dramatic drop-off from one to two. Now, obviously, there's a reason one guy starts and the other guy doesn't, but um, you cannot have a dramatic drop-off, particularly on the offensive line, because you're going to have to rotate, and guys are going to get hurt. I mean, that's just part of it at, 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 at that spot. But they're recruiting better players. You're right about their skill players, too. Um I think we'll call, you know, you always call names every year you hadn't called before, but, but I think we're going to we're gonna have to make sure we've brushed up on some of these new guys because you're right. I mean, um, if they can play, they will. They'd like to, I'm sure, redshirt as many as they can, but you may not have that luxury. Yeah, I think that they, they want to get guys on the field. They don't want people after their first year thinking, well, I didn't play, you know, I can go to the portal. You know, or something. They, they, if there's somebody ready, by golly, they're going to play. Cam Ball is the guy that I think is going to step up and play some. And I, but it just all goes back when you got that that bell cow quarterback. I mean, it's KJ Jefferson is pretty darn good. And you know, I'm not ready to you know compare him to to Quinn Grovey and and you know and Matt Jones and Joe Ferguson and Clint Sterner. But it's close now. He's coming, and he's he is a stud. Well, he's a guy that you know the defense has to account for on every play. He changes the way they line up, and um, he's going to make uh, uh, he's going to make some of these receivers uh, better because of his ability to run the ball. And by that, I mean um, you know a lot of these uh, a lot of these go routes. Uh, there's not always going to be the the help coming over because these guys, in terms of their alignment, I mean, they've got to respect the quarterback's ability to run the ball. And um, I think K.J., particularly on the deep ball, 
has a lot more opportunities for one-on-one coverage because of the way they have to account for him as the runner. Now, he's got to get better at the intermediate passing game, but here's the thing about K.J. Jefferson is, I mean, this guy's a competitor. He's a competitor. He's a competitor in the way Matt Jones was a competitor. You mentioned Quinn's name. He's a competitor in the way great quarterbacks compete, and that's why your team follows you. If a quarterback doesn't have that quality, his team's not going to follow. Yeah. Now they'll play for him, but they're not going to follow him, and there's a difference. Yeah, that, and um, KJ's KJ's got that knack. The play that he made at the end of the Texas A&M game, where he came back and they needed to kind of put the game away, and he carried some guys downfield, and he was beat up, and. His teammates, if you look to the sideline, they were going crazy because they knew he was hurt. And when your guy is hurt and he goes out there and makes that kind of play and says, here we go, boys, I'm going through about three of them, and those are good Aggie defensive players, they couldn't stop him. And they, they had to get the ball back, and they couldn't. To me, that's when he told everybody, I'm the guy. It wasn't Texas. It was Texas A&M, in my opinion. Oh, I think you're right. And, and um, you know, it's a big kid. I mean, people talk about if he stays healthy. and um, That's always the, you know, the yep. big if with a quarterback. But he's 6'3 and 230. He's got a better chance to stay healthy than a quarterback who's smaller than <laughs> that. And um, most of the time when he's involved in a collision, it's the other guy getting the worst in because K.J.'s got the momentum. He is certainly uh, a load to bring down. And uh, I, I think if they can run it for first downs and run it for touchdowns this year, and I know we're going to focus on the passing numbers, and that's what that's the stat everybody likes to throw around. And he got much better in November with accuracy. But, guys, if, if they're able to run it for first downs like they did against Penn State, run it for touchdowns like they did in that bowl game, uh, it's going to be a team that's going to challenge nine or ten wins again this year. I think they're going to be good. Now, you know, you think about last year, and um, they won some close games. year before, lost a lot of close games. Um, there's going to be close games again this year. And uh, as is always the case, there's going to be two or three plays that decide it, or two or three really big plays that, you know, have a lot to do with the outcome. And, um, you know, if you make most of those plays, you win nine or ten games. If you don't, you you know you end up with six or seven. And, um, but they're going to be in that position, I think, every time they play. And the thing that I think spun for people is you look up and down that schedule right now. Even Alabama and Fayetteville, I don't think anybody looks at this schedule and says, "Man, there's no way we can win that game." Yeah. And um, that's what you want. I, that's what you had with Matt Jones. What you had with Darren McFadden. Um, you know, and I think it's what we're going to have with KJ is that, you know, every time you play, you feel like you got a chance to win. Yeah. And um, that's that's a pretty good feeling. Yeah. All right. We, we do this every time about this time of, of day, Chuck, and, and Clay, we'll, we'll have some fun with this. And, Ty, you, you get in here, too. It's our time for our Red River Dodge and Heber Springs poll question of the day. Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. All right, guys, in my right hand here, I bought for the show this morning on my way in a Mega Millions lottery ticket. It's going to be over a wow. billion dollars tonight. 
and I've got one. I even I even splurged and got the multiplier. So we're we're all in on this ticket here this morning. So if we win the billion dollars, what's the first thing you're buying besides a new cowboy hat, Clay? What what's the first thing you would get with your part of of this of this ticket? Because I know we're going to win this this billion dollars tonight. Well. It wouldn't be a new cowboy hat or it wouldn't be a new flower because I already buy those if I want them. <laughs> if I want, and Gene N knows that. If I want it, I didn't, don't buy it for a present because I probably already got it. Uh, I would take a train ride across Canada and fish a thousand obscure trout streams, and I'd have a cook in the back of the train. I'd have a guide. I'd have my wife along because she'd, she'd love it. I might have a car that y'all could ride in and another guide that would teach y'all. And we'd have great dinners and wine. We'd have peach margaritas for, for Ty. All right. Tommy, Tommy would have every kind of, kind of uh, cooked meat. He's a meat eater. He's not a fish eater. He's a meat eater. <laughs> Chuck, I, I think we'd have every brand of coffee that's there. Uh, I know you're a coffee guy. So I, that's that would be what I. It, there's a name for that train ride, and it is it is a posh deal. I mean, it's you know at night they move, in the daytime you know you pull up, and it is just a grand backdrop. I would do that, and you guys would like it, even if you don't fly fish. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but we'd have all the peach margaritas that Ty could drink, and I would hope he would stay drunk and passed out. Well, if. If they needed a new name for the train when we got done, probably one car would be Sodom and the other one would be Gomorrah. Right. When, uh, when we got done with that with that trip, Ty, what would you uh, what would you spend your first dollar on? He's mentioned the the train aspect. I've always wanted to get in an RV and go across to all the great same deals. Yeah, yeah sporting. You're you're talking about a fishing trip. I've got several different sporting venues, both college and professional. I like to go to and somehow, some way, hook a radio doohickey up to it, do a radio show, and just go across the best sports places in the country yeah. hey, you could yeah. have a net jet either time it would work yeah a, a what jet net jet yeah that'd be the jet you just say i won't be i'm gonna be right here and they pick oh, you up okay yeah. i guess I'll, I'll take one of those that's too. the way i used to be with stevens yeah. and their falcon I, I don't know i just like the rv aspect and to go through different towns and see different things like that chuck i'm guessing this radio deals off of uh if we win the billion tonight i'd buy a big boat i'd be gone none of you guys would be invited so well, thanks. Uh, you can never hear from me again. <laughs> I mean, your plan sounds great. I mean, Clay's story sounds great. You know, Ty can get in his RV. I'm buying a big boat, and I'm getting out of here. Love you guys, and see you in the next 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 go round. Yeah, who's going to be the voice of the Racebacks then, Chuck? You can pass I don't that know, but if I win a billion bucks, it might not be me. <laughs> no, actually, you know, I saw a great quote the other day. And uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, who's uh, pro- he's a professional golfer, and uh, I know Simmons Bank is one of his sponsors. You see their logo on his shirt when he plays. He had a great quote about this live golf thing. He said, you could give me all the money in the world tomorrow, and I'd still be doing the same thing. And I think we'd probably all be doing that. I mean, we can joke about what we'd like to do, but we'd all be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, what else would you do? Yeah. Well, as my dad told me one time, if he, he won the lottery, I'm going to spend it on wine, women, and horses, and then waste the rest. So uh, that's probably where... <laughs> I 
That's a good plan. That's probably where I'd start is uh, is those three categories, and then the rest rest of it we just just foolishly spend. I'm already uh, at that doing point. that. <laughs> so, I haven't seen any horses. I've seen wine and women around your place, but never any horses, Clay. So. Got a, we got a chocolate lab. I'll drink. It's the same as a horse. We're spending a lot on it. So, Well, Chuck, we couldn't be uh, more excited to, uh, to see you Monday morning. At, uh, I guess you'll be in here about 630. I guess we better get the coffee pot rolling out uh, Yeah, early you guys better make sure you got that coffee thing stocked up. Uh, we didn't talk about that, but we probably need to. Uh, need an, we an probably addendum need to, to the agreement? <laughs> More hey, folders. by the way, hey, by the way, what's this senior fellow thing with uh, Clay? It's a self-appointed title. But well, it's, it's I think accurate. we're going to roll with it, though, Chuck. So get used to it. <laughs> I, you know, guys, there's a difference between a fellow and a fella. Clay's a senior fella. I okay, don't, I don't, well, I don't, we, I don't we know can tweak it. Fellow. Yeah, yeah. In radio, we've worked with senior felons a, a few times in all of our exactly shows. Right. Chuck, I, I got to tell you this. I'm really appreciative of you doing this. I've been trying to figure a way away from Ty for about two years, and you've, you've just like everything I've ever done, you've come to my rescue. Thank you. You bailed <laughs> him out again. Yeah, I appreciate it too, Chuck, because I got less work hey, I got to do. I said pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing with Clay is like you got a nice – 63 Cadillac that you're trying to rev up in the morning it just sputters and it takes a while to start in the morning. I mean, it's a great car. It's a senior vehicle. But it's a senior vehicle. And it just take, It's a lot. You can start it up easily in the afternoon. But with you, you just turn the you turn the key and it's good to go. So like and push buttons. Yeah, it's a push to start. And I don't have to work uh, as much. I just kind of set I'm the golf. I'm an old guy now. I get up too early. Well, and, I, and for you, I just set the golf ball on the tee and let you hit it. And I just kind of sit back and, I don't know, do... Do other stuff. I it, it, my job has been made a lot easier since you took this. So thank you. <laughs> Get well, started. Yeah, we'll see. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry. BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. BlueChew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code believe at checkout just pay five dollar shipping that's bluechew.com promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your first month free
You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next with zero carbs coming to a liquor store near you in February. The crowd's into it. They just threw him out of the game. They just threw him out of the game. He's gotten his second technical and he's been thrown out of the ball game. We'll also get into Derek Ruskin's cameo coming up, which I think you'll enjoy listening to this morning. But first, let's talk some football with Chris Lowe. Chris, appreciate the time this morning. I know that a lot of people share your same line of thinking that Arkansas has the toughest schedule, not just in the Power Five, but all of college football. What do you think stands out about what Arkansas has to go through this year? Uh, Two things jump out at me. and When I was doing that, I had several teams that, I sort of narrowed it down to Arkansas, Auburn, uh, LSU. Vanderbilt's schedule's brutal, too. Uh, and, and Indiana in the, in the Big Ten. But I thought, A, that they play. The Hawks play two teams out of conference that, that will start the season ranked in the top 25. Cincinnati, who was in the playoff last year. And then they play at BYU, which is always a hard place to play. And it's a tough trip. Uh, I think the other thing that stands out, there's a five-game stretch there for the Hogs. Um, starting with Texas A&M and ending with Auburn. Now, they get a bye between BYU and Auburn, but there's a five-game stretch there where four of those games are away from home. Uh, and, and look at who they play. They play A&M. Uh, that's in Arlington. Uh, the next week, they have to come back home and play Alabama. Two teams will probably start in the top six or seven in college football. Uh, then the next week, they go on the road to play at Mississippi State, uh, there's a, then the next week, they go back on the road to play BYU, and then there's a break, and they go back on the road to play Auburn. That, that to me, if you look at five games um, in a six-week window, is about as tough a stretch as you're going to play in college football. Chris, we've talked about how difficult it is, and you just laid it out for it, but for the fans, they are so excited with seven games being in Fayetteville, including some of the marquee games like LSU, Ole Miss, and Alabama. How attractive is this for the fan base side of things, seeing this difficult schedule, but their approach is, well, we got a bunch of great games to watch this year, especially at home. No, it's a great home schedule for the Hogs and the fans. I mean, you got Cincinnati, too. You know, kick it off. I mean, that, that'll be one of the games to start the season with the eyes of college football will be on Fayetteville, you know, with a, a returning playoff team. Now, I don't know that the Bearcats are going to be quite as good. I mean, I talked to Luke Pickle in the offseason. He feels like they'll be able to reload pretty well, but still, it's it's a team that was in the playoff and went unbeaten until the playoff last year. Uh, and again, I think it's always cool to start the season off when you know the eyes of the rest of the country are sort of going to be on you. Uh, everybody, I think, wants to see what Sam Pittman and that club can do after winning nine games last year against the Cincinnati team. You know, can they follow up against an SEC team to open the season? And, and you know, I think South Carolina the next week, you dive right into the SEC play. As you mentioned, anytime Alabama comes into town, LSU comes to town, uh, Ole Miss, I mean, all three of those teams over the last few years have either finished the season uh Right there near the top of the league or top of the rankings, you know, LSU won it all at 19. Uh, LSU won it, or excuse me, Alabama won it all at 20. Uh, and, and of course, the Ole Miss had a, uh, a 10 win regular season last year uh, for the first time in history. So, no, I agree. I think it's a really attractive home schedule, but a challenging one. And it's one of those, one of those deals where if you're going to have another nine, 10 win season, if you're the Hogs, 
you got to find a way to protect your home turf. So, so to get to nine or ten wins, or to to be back level with the win total and, and show improvement again this season, what are the two or three games, Chris? You think fans should zero in on, in your opinion, that are the swing games that are going to be the the difference makers in eight or nine or six or seven? You know, I'll go back to right where it's sort of they really started to get their groove on last year, and that's against Texas A&M. That game in Arlington, I think that's a that will be one of those games where if you win and you're Arkansas uh, with, with that stretch coming out on that we sort of out, you know, outlined last uh, few minutes ago, that's where you really have a chance to build some momentum. You know, if you go on the, you know, not on the road, but to a neutral site um, and, and beat a team that's going to be ranked in the top 10, a team that, let's be honest, if you're Jimbo Fisher and you're an A&M, this, this is the year that everybody's pointing to, that if you don't make a playoff run or get to the playoff or win, 10, 11 plus games this year, there's going to be a lot of restlessness there, you know, in college station. So I think that's one. Uh, and I think the last, really those last three or four conference games, because the Hogs have a chance, I think, to really finish strong. When you look at it, they've got, uh, they're in November, they play Liberty at home, they play LSU at home, they play Ole Miss at home, and then they end with Missouri. So if you go 4 0 right there, you know, you win a couple of key ones. I think I think that stretch and that game against A and M and Arlington are probably, if you ask me, the key parts of their schedule. I think I'd say those two would be right there at the top of my list. Chris, what are your expectations for KJ Jefferson? I think a lot of people would think that this offense for Arkansas and this team is going to go as far as he can take uh, this offense this year. What What's your thoughts on KJ, and what are you expecting out of him in the uh, twenty two campaign? You know, first I would say knowing Kendall Browse as I do and how good he is with quarterbacks and having another year around Kendall to develop, you know, a whole offseason to get better, uh, I think he will be – there are two quarterbacks I think this year that will go from being really good quarterbacks to elite. And I think K.J. Jefferson's one of them. I think the other one would be Anthony Richardson at Florida who played – now he didn't play. Richardson didn't play as nearly as much last year as K.J. did. But both of those guys, I think, have the, the, the skill set uh, to be, you know, running the football, throwing the football, uh, just ter- terrific athletes to be the kind of quarterbacks no defense wants to face. But I can't emphasize enough, you know, K.J. having another year now. He doesn't have a ton of Brooks to throw to. That's, uh, that, that's always one of those things you think quarterback, you want to have that, that dynamic game breaker coming back. But I still think he's good enough and versatile enough with his ability in the red zone and short yardage to run the football. He's got a cannon for an arm. I like the way when he is under duress or he gets forced out of the pocket. And I think he'll be better at this at keeping his eyes down the field. I know Kendall Browse, that will be a priority for them. But uh, I think just to be more polished, uh, no one being aware of where the pressure's coming from, where the trouble spots before the snap, those types of things. I think K.J. Uh, will be a lot better quarterback, a much more polished quarterback. And a guy again that will benefit greatly from having a whole off season and a whole other year under Kendall Browles and in that system. We're talking with Chris Lowe, ESPN.com this morning. You speak to KJ Jefferson. A lot of people don't know that he had the number one deep ball of any one of the SEC last year over Bryce Young, over Hendon Hooker, which kind of surprises you if you didn't watch a ton of his games, but what are some areas you talk about him going from good to elite, Chris? What are some areas that you really want to see improve in year two as a starting quarterback? Well, first of all, you're right on the deep ball. He was as accurate throwing the ball down the field as anybody. 
And again, I think that's his ability to see, and he's got such a strong arm. I think the finesse throws, you know, the touch throws, probably the ones that we and the media, you know, Joe Fan takes for granted sometimes, throws that look, don't look as difficult but are difficult, you know, putting that ball in, in right in a, in a smaller window right in the bucket, you know. And even some of the throws that, you know, on third down or third and short or second and short that maybe you've you got to back out in the flat or you've got a receiver, a tight end, uh, making those throws that are layup type throws. Not that he was bad at that last year, but just being, you know, instead of throwing 88, 90% of those throws, you're making up close to 100%. But again, the touch, the finesse throws. And again, I think he'll be better at those throws because he will have played more. He's got more reps. Uh, he's got, a, he's much more comfortable in what they're doing. And, uh, I think we'll see those type of plays that you don't have to throw the ball down the field all the time that, you know, Take what the defense has given you. I think those are the steps that uh, he needs to take and will take and will be better at. But he's such a he's such a force when you get the ball down close. His ability to he's so athletic and so strong and, and so good at, at, at getting yardage when he has to get it on third and short in the red zone. It's you've always got as a defense. You've always got to prepare for that. Uh, but as soon as you do that, you know you, you're sort of loading up the line of scrimmage. He gets one man on man coverage. And he makes you pay. So uh, I really like him. I like his, you know, his his competitive fire. And I think the thing in a quarterback you always watch for is how the guys around him play. How much do they believe in him? How much do they rally around him? And you saw that last year as the season wore on. And I think that will be even more apparent this year. Chris, you referenced something that one of our co-hosts brought up earlier. There's a second and nine play in the fourth quarter of that Texas A&M game last year where KJ is clearly hurt and he drags it one or two guys, two or three yards to get the first down, basically seal up the game. And you saw the excitement from his teammates on the sidelines as well, and the fan base because they finally beat A&M for the first time since 2011. From your readers and the overall SEC guys that you talked to, have you gathered a sense that there's restored belief in where this football program is heading and if they could actually challenge for the SEC West at some point under Sam Pittman? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I think Sam, you know, look look how quickly he's turned it around. I mean, he, when he got there, they lost, what, 20 straight SEC games? Um, it's hard to flip a program as quickly as he has, especially one that was reeling the way the Hogs were. And I think he's done it, really he's done it in three, three ways. I mean, there's a belief there, uh, a connection with the players, and you can see the way they play, how much they believe in Sam. I mean, number two, that they're physical on both sides. Uh, the line of scrimmage, that's the way they play. And three, Sam, you know, listen, Sam had never been a head coach, and he'll be the first to tell you that that that's sort of the unconventional way now to go into the SEC and have not been a primary play caller. But he's smart, and he knew he needed to surround himself with good coaches. And you look at his staff, uh, Barry Odom on defense, we talked about Kendall Minigo on offense, and all the guys around him on positions, uh, he really surrounded himself with good people, good football people, guys that can evaluate, guys that can coach. And I think, you know, when you're a high school player, you want to play in that kind of system. You want to be in a program that's on that trajectory that they're moving up. And I think that's what the Hawks are doing right now. And uh, the fact that they are, uh, you know, located where they are, I think they'll continue to be able to recruit Texas very well. You know, because now you've got Texas, both Texas teams, are the main mainstays in Texas coming into the SEC. A&M's already there. Texas is coming here in a few years. Uh, no, so I think they, they will have a chance. Now, 
having a chance at unseating Alabama uh, are, are two different things. And everybody on that side has tried now for several years to unseat Alabama. I don't think Nick's going to coach forever. I mean, I guess I, I guess he won't. You know, who knows? Maybe he's coaching all the way until he's 85 years old. Uh, but at some point, someone's going to sort of make a run at him. And why not Arkansas with, with what we've seen him do in such a short period of time under Sam Pittman? I'm excited as a football fan to see, you know, in the next two or three years with the way he recruits and the way they develop, where they can get to, having just done what they've done in, again, such a short window. Chris, before you go, I want to ask you about Tennessee. They're not on the Arkansas schedule, but one of the biggest storylines right now in the Southeastern Conference. What's ahead for Tennessee with the NCAA and the allegations and their internal investigation? And where do you see Tennessee headed over the next two or three seasons? The start under Josh Heifel was really good. I mean, they, they were a better team than I thought they would be last year. And I think most of it was because you know, they ran, they run that offense, which is hard to prepare for. They they go so fast and run so many plays and made so many big plays. And Hendon Hooker at quarterback, much like KJ Jefferson, uh, I think will be a lot better in his second year as a starter. And he was pretty darn good last year. Uh, I think Tennessee feels good, A, that they finally got a notice of allegations. They sort of know what they're dealing with now. Uh, the fact that they were pretty aggressive on the outset. Um, when the new, right before the new AD came in, the chancellor at cleaning house. I mean, everybody that was there during the allegations is gone. And they docked themselves 12 scholarships last year. They decided not to self impose a bowl ban. They believe pretty strongly that they're not going to punish kids and coaches who weren't there during the, um, the time of the infractions. Now, the final say rests with the NCAA. Are, are they satisfied? Now, they said in the report that Tennessee's response was exactly what they would hope all schools' response would be. Does that mean they're going to go light on them and they're not going to hit them much harder? Here's my belief, if you ask me. I, I think Tennessee will avoid because the, you, you didn't see that dreaded phrase, lack of institutional control, in the report. Had you seen that, then I think Tennessee would be in real, in real trouble. They, you didn't. So my belief is they will be hit again with some penalties, probably some more scholarship losses recruiting restrictions, but I do think they will survive a postseason ban going forward. Chris, I know you've had a big week at, at Big Ten Media Day, so get some rest. We really appreciate you waking up early and, and joining us this morning. I appreciate you guys having me. Have a good day. All right, good stuff from Chris Lowe, ESPN.com. We'll get Clay's reaction coming up in just a sec. Hey, if you farm, you've got enough to worry about without worrying about how much more you're going to owe with your current variable or balloon, balloon interest rates with, uh, with your bank. Interest rates went up again, another 75 basis points. If you're worried about the payment and where it's headed, it's time to talk to Farm Credit about long-term fixed rate options. They have the longest terms in the ag industry, and long-term fixed rates means there's no surprises, no adjustments with your payments, it stays the same for the life of your loan. And that's the peace of mind you're looking for right now. Find a farm credit office near you at myaglender.com. That's myaglender.com and set your operation up for success and rest easy with farm credit. Farm credit is an equal housing lender. Clay, Chris seems to be really high on KJ Jefferson and I brought up what you did in hour two, the play against Texas A&M and that's a play that will probably be ever remembered in my life just of how how inspired he was up by 10 points but he seems to be very high on Arkansas's quarterback and that's why he's leaning to Arkansas having a a successful year even with the tough schedule 
I guess we lost Clay for a sec. Uh, good stuff. No, that, that's, that was the, the nail in the coffin, if you will. That, that, that's what put A&M away that day, and they knew they were done. So, absolutely, uh, you know, that, that's a play that I think, as Clay was saying earlier in the show, defined the season and, and really set you on, on path. And you had an opportunity with Texas, and you seized it. You had another opportunity with the uncertainty with Calzada at quarterback with A&M. You seized that opportunity, and, hey, there's going to be other moments like that this year where someone's unsettled. There's an injury that occurs. You need some good luck. Arkansas, we know they've been doing some breaks. So they, you, you finally get that break. Absolutely, uh, you got to take advantage of it. Arkansas did in those two cases last year with both Texas schools. All right, are you ready for the moment of truth? Are you ready for this cameo? Yeah, yeah. All I right. haven't heard this yet. You haven't heard it. All right, so two diehard Morning Rust listeners, Jared got Billy a present for his birthday, a Derek Ruskin signature cameo, and it sounded something like this. Hey, Bill, it's Derek Ruskin, and your buddy Jared tells me that 27 years ago, my favorite listener graced this earth for the first time, and that you are the most positive, not a Debbie Downer Hog fan (laughs) in all of Arkansas. So happy birthday, Bill. Hope you enjoy the football season. They're going to win a bunch of games for you, and I hope you have a good birthday. Take care. Debbie Downer. Now, is that who fan. you know, Bill? Is that really who he is, or is he? No, he's an absolute Debbie Downer. He's an absolute. Okay. He's one of the most, when it comes to Arkansas sports, he's one of the most pessimistic guys I've <laughs> ever met. Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Trips of sarcasm. Yes. And Derek, being in that similar mode, I think at times <laughs> it fits them perfectly. So I thought Derek did pretty Overplayed admir- the positive. Yes. Yeah, it's I perfect. Perfectly did, played. Did a pretty admirable job. Have, have any of y'all done cameos? I have not. I have not either. Tommy and I were talking about that in that he said practice facility. What's Derek getting for that? Fifteen bucks I, a pop? I, I think that's what he's asking. Yeah, there was. Uh, we were celebrating our uh, my wife's family Christmas, which usually happens between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we all get together. You know, it was about thirty. And one of my nieces uh, had a coworker found out that. I was her uncle. It's like, just like, oh, I listened to him. And so I did a cameo for, for her through my niece. And I did not charge. So I am I have done one. Charity work. How nice no, of Clay not to do. charity, just uh, philanthropy. Yeah. Philanthropy. It's what you would expect from a senior fellow. A senior fellow. Yeah, I mean, I did it for my niece. I mean, it's just like, hey, that's... What family you know, does. Yeah. And it... And, you know, you're in the Christmas spirit anyway. I, you know, I was given a Christmas present. That's my, that was my thought, yeah. and I did it. I, there was no sarcasm. I, you know, I, I did not do Ruskin. That's for sure. Oh. But it was, uh, hey, Merry Christmas from from uh, uh, from Hannah's uncle Clay, and uh, just you know, appreciate the work you do at the. Wow. She works at uh, Cross Church, and appreciate the work you do at church. You know that kind. Of, I wish I could remember her name, but I don't. That was been a, over a year ago. So, do you take it serious? I mean, you like you button up oh, your yeah. shirt. Do you put your teeth in? I mean, I all of the comb in. your hair. Okay, just make yeah. sure they're all implants now, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that putting your teeth in is rough work. You get the implants; it's a lot, lot easier. Yeah, you're good for a while. 
It's a great time to shop for jewelry. Our selection of inventory is wonderful, from very inexpensive boutique pieces to the finest diamonds and gemstones in the world. But now it's such a cool time. No longer are you limited by one person's vision of beauty. We can make anything you can imagine. We can use your materials, or we can provide everything. You can see the finished jewelry as a 3D digital rendering before you even start the job. Start your journey of a lifetime with us at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. You've talked about going to Italy before Tommy and because I know that's where Laura trip. one point spent. The basketball team's getting to go there in Spain. Mm-hmm. What are some of the places you would like to visit and enjoy the Coliseum? Oh, Rome, is, Rome. Would, I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I would love to go to Vatican City, which I know that's not technically Italy if you want to get technical, but it's all, all right there. I'd love to do, uh, I'm not a cruise guy. I've never been on a, a like a carnival cruise or you know, in, in Royal Caribbean and that stuff. But I would do a, a Greek islands that, you know, over there in the Mediterranean, I'd do a cruise around all the Greek islands and Greece and all that in a heartbeat, man. That'd be, that would be, but I want to do it whenever I get to go. Hopefully I, you know, get to do that. Go like spend 30 days over there or something. That's too full. That's too long a flight. And these guys are going to get 10 days of it. They're going to play four games over there. They're going to get to see things that, how many people in our audience you think have ever been to Europe, anywhere in Europe? I bet it's five percent. I bet it's less than five percent of our audience. I hadn't been. Have you? None of us have ever been mm-hmm. o- over there. So, I, one of the things that I've wanted to go to for a long time is the uh, is it the Amalfi Coast? Is that how you say Amalfi Coast? I think that's right. However you say it. I just uh, watch. Uh, you know what's the uh, uh, down under? What the, the the cruise ship show that does all the the cruises over there? Uh, below deck. Below deck. That's that's okay. about that's that's my experience with okay. the uh, the Amalfi Coast over there is watching them take rich people in and out of there. Yeah, it looks like a really cool place. One of my friends, she was telling me it's about their ugly. experience. They had an Airbnb down there. It's just it's beautiful. It's one of the most mm-hmm. beautiful scenic places that I think I've ever seen. And I'm not a big. I wouldn't say I'm a big granola or like scenic person guy. What what do you call the foliage? Like that's not that big, but this I think is a little different you know, when it comes years to on you, you will, experience. Uh, you might feel a little bit. I, I wasn't that way in my twenties, but start appreciating. But I, I think all I've seen is what what you see on TV or pictures or whatever. Friends go on vacation and they, you know, put it on Facebook. Their humble brags. It just looks like one of the most beautiful places on earth in Italy. So. Um, these guys are going to love it. And Musk was talking the other night. The the staff's going to get to take you know a lot of them going to take wives and some family along. That as he was um, kind of laying out some of this stuff, you know they sacrifice a lot during the year as you know their husbands are away coaching or recruiting and all this stuff. So I think it's a good reward trip. You can do one of them every four years. But you talk about a great year to be a Razorback. You get to go to Italy and Spain and then hang on because in a couple months we're going to take you to Maui. I mean, what a cool deal. I would think that that's uh, was a recruiting pitch. I don't know because mm-hmm. we were unaware of this. We had heard m- rumors and mumblings. My guess is the coaching staff knew about it. Might have been whispering some things to Nick Smith Jr., to Jordan Walsh, and some others because that's an attractive thing to have an all expense paid trip 
to Spain and well, Italy overseas in addition to going to Maui in a tournament that a lot of people are going to be tuning in around Thanksgiving in addition to football. I think that's a, a recruiting tool that Eric Musselman and his staff probably used to their advantage, if I had to guess. Just think about what the university is going to spend on this trip alone. I mean, there's no, there's no big money. There, there's no, there's no million dollar check waiting on the Razorbacks to show up there and play in these. Uh, I mean, they, there are, high, there are many, many, many high school gyms far nicer than the facilities they're going to play in yeah. some of these four games. I mean, we're at this event the other day and just listening to some folks talk, and they're they're trying, and I don't know if they're going to get the video where they can stream it. And it's not because they can't get equipment and all that to stream the video back. They don't know if there's enough internet or even power plugs in these gyms. And um, I remember Chuck talking about this one time. They made one of these international trips, and that was one of the concerns. You got, you know, we got the the broadcast equipment we use. What plugs into a normal like one ten jack? I mean, you, there's not always just power available in in these facilities. So um, Chuck it, and Z aren't going to this. No, no they're not. Okay, uh, I didn't think so. I was, I, and I hadn't talked to Chuck about it, but I, Z said something about. You know, he would, of course, they'd all love to go on this trip, but uh, the broadcast facilities in these uh, gyms that they're going to be, because they're not arenas, these are gyms that they're going to be playing in, is uh, is, is quite uncertain. I know Dudley uh, was talking with him the other night, he was just some chit chat after the press conference, and he went on one of these trips four years ago or so. It may have been, wasn't it Italy where Mike took his, Mike Anderson took a team? I believe so, Tommy. And Not 100%, but I believe that's I mean, correct. It wasn't necessarily places to plug your laptop in. There was no media, facility. I mean, there's no press row. There's, I mean, you're playing in... A high school gym. That's yeah. where. So Think back to, remember when they played in El Paso at the Army Barracks? Mm-hmm. Is it the equivalent of almost that? I don't remember the details on that, but I bet there was, there was probably a lot more facilities as far as things you could count on you get halfway around the world i mean what are you going to do if i mean you're not you're just going to run down to radio shack and get what you need yeah so you have to have you might want to have to have one of those converters Tom, we had to buy one the other day that it was two prong to three pawn you mm. might need a three prong to two pawn because of the because that's yeah. what it is in 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 europe it's two pronged right you rarely see i don't i've never three, been there so i don't I, know i believe yeah. that's correct where it's not three pronged outlets for electricity for someone who has been might need to help me out with that but that would be a. I know it, it is different. Though. It'd be You're a right. fun experience. Now, what? Yeah. what, what would I mean, you just write? neat for that. I mean, I bet it's. I bet it's eight or ten thousand dollars ahead for this trip. I mean, well, easy at the minimum, right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, hotels, meal. I bet they're going to, yeah, travel. I mean, what? I don't know. I mean, they, they've had this plan. I'm sure they're not paying rack rate on a flight. But if we booked a flight now, three months from now, for for to go to Italy or Spain, I bet it's fifteen hundred dollars or more. So, I mean, it, you know, uh, the university's investing a lot in this trip. So I, I bet they're going to have a couple hundred thousand, something like that. I don't, I don't know what the travel party size is going to be and who's paying for everything. But, you know, what a neat experience for a 18, for a Nick Smith. Or, I mean, there's so many young players that are 18, 19 years old on this team. Uh, or even a Devo Davis, one of your uh, senior statesmen, if you will, to, to get to experience this. I mean, I'm 46, and that's one of my dreams in life is to go to, to go to Italy, and here they are at getting to experience something like that at uh, at less than 20. Would you rather go to there or go to Maui? I've I'd rather I'm, go to Italy. I'd, go to, I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. My dad has told me incredible things about Maui, and it's shorter. I think they're there 6th through the 16th, so 10 days, right? Isn't that what it yes. is? Okay. And maybe it's different if I'm overseas, but... At a certain point, I get tired. I'm ready. I'm a little homesick after, I don't know, day five or six. 
That's how I, on vacations typically, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about ready to come home about days five or get back in the working rhythm. Even when I was in school or in college, at a certain point, like day five or six, I'm about ready to I'm get you. back to it. I, that's just how I'm wired, I guess. But maybe maybe going to Europe or something with so many places and so many experiences I haven't taken on, maybe that would change it. But And I'm a guy that typically spends Thanksgiving, I, I say typically, I think there's only been one Thanksgiving in my entire life that I've not spent with my family that was still, still good, mm. but... That would maybe be the pushback on going to Maui is just because it is over that I, Thanksgiving weekend. And I considered that too. I mean, a and then I looked up how much it was going to cost, and I decided like, that nope. Missouri game looked a lot better than I thought it did. All of a sudden, but uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, I don't think in forty six years I've ever spent a, a Thanksgiving where I wasn't with some of my family or all of my family, or you know, went to two two different grandparents' houses or whatever. So that would be uh, that would be tough. But you know, for people in the, the football department. I mean, Chuck will be in here with us next week. How many Thanksgivings do you think he's missed with family, you know, being in Baton Rouge for all them years, every other year being being away? So, and that's just just part of it. That, that was one of my favorite traditions when the game was in Little Rock. Friday after Thanksgiving, be full from Thanksgiving the day before, and then make our way to War Memorial or watch it on television when they went to Baton Rouge. That was a lot of fun. And here's a text from Corian Rogers. He said, while he was in the military, he went to Italy, Rome and Pompeii specifically. In Naples, he said it was very dirty. People would throw bags of trash out their apartment windows. He said that was 15 years ago, so hopefully they don't have that problem anymore. Oh, I bet much hadn't changed. I, I, would, had to I guess. would guess it's probably worse yeah. if it was then. Probably been that way a hundred years ago. It's probably wow. the same way today. That would stink. And it ain't always trash that they're throwing out the window or into the gutter. It might be something else. So that'll be something that we, as we get closer to that trip, which again is next Saturday, we'll talk more about that. Hopefully we'll be able to give you some updates. And if they stream it, we will let you know as well. Mike Haywood, who Tommy referred to, was talking about that. We'll see if they end up doing that. Yeah. More headlines for you. Oh, and by the way, Seven-hour time difference, so those games are going to be in the early evening locally there in Italy and Spain, and that whole trip's in the same time zone. So the games are going to happen between like noon and one, mm-hmm. our time. So, uh, if, you know, Phil and Drew and Maddie can probably keep you updated on mm-hmm. the scores, maybe if there is a way to even update it online. We'll see if they end up doing that. More headlines for you this morning. We heard from Jerry Jones earlier this week that he thought Mike McCarthy was the coach to lead his team to a Super Bowl for the first time since Barry Switzer was able to accomplish that feat in the 90s. Dak Prescott's birthday is today. Is he the quarterback? Is he the guy that can, in addition to that coach, be the architect to bring you back for the first time since Troy Aikman did it? Well, I think he's a good enough quarterback, and um, I I think Jerry's sincere in what he's saying, that he believes in McCarthy. If he wasn't the guy, he'd have moved on, and, and he does have other options because, you know, there's a lot of people lined up for one of those 32 jobs. The Cowboys, though, just can't seem to – it's usually not always about talent. I mean, it has been at times because they made some bad draft choices, but when they get close, you know, when they've been to the NFC Championship game or gotten into the playoffs and they haven't been consistent with any of it, it's never been because they didn't have enough players or talent. Sometimes an injury's gotten in the way, but – you just can't make the one play. You can't seal the deal. So uh, uh, I don't want to say they're snake bit, but they don't. They need that galvanizing person. It doesn't have to be a coach, but they need that galvanizing leader. Jimmy Johnson was that guy, and they just haven't had. And, and then he surrounded himself with you know a guy like Troy Aikman and a guy like Michael Irving and a guy like Emmitt Smith. It helps and Nate him. Newton, and you just keep going down the list of the greats in the in the nineties. So um, it helps when you have. 
all world, all NFL talent. That's yeah, just, Hall of Famers. Yeah, that are I mean, not just right there. champions, but Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps when you have that. Speaking of Coach Johnson, I think he's he. So he's got a new book called Swagger coming out in November. I think he's going to join us late October slash earlier November. Jimmy, that's a while. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, cool. So that's a it's a while, but something to look forward to in about. He's busy between now and November. <laughs> Or is that when the book's coming out? I think the well, the book's coming out then, but I think okay. he's probably on the beach or Florida until now. And then you always see like when he was. I think when he'll, he had, he'll have Fox stuff. I would assume. Yeah, uh, start. But they would a few they weeks. would pitch him to because he didn't want to come to studio or whatever. So you remember when COVID was going on, you'd just see him and he was in Florida or something in that Hawaiian <laughs> shirt when they'd they'd have I that mean, camera with him or something. Jimmy Johnson's got to be what 77, 78, mid to late seventies at least. All those guys that were around on that sixty four team are. On that that same age, so uh, so you know Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones, Ken Hatfield. Who are some more notable ones on that team? Help me out with that. Oh, I mean, those are three of the big big headliners. Uh, was Martin? I think Martin Bircher came after that. Uh, trying to think of some some in state guys. Who was, Horton, the court, was that, who was the quarterback on that team? Was it John Brittenham? Wasn't he the quarterback on that? I mean, yeah. I'm going back a little bit before my time on that, but, but you know just. You know, we've all read the, the the story, but I believe Britton was the quarterback. But Clay's probably shaking his head no right now. He'll let us know coming up in just yeah. a bit. I have more headlines to get to this morning. Apparently, Charles Barkley, Tommy, didn't receive an offer from Live Golf, and he's going to stay with Turner. I know he was ab- asking and saying on Dan Patrick's show he'll do it for $60 million, but doesn't look like that that's going to happen. I don't know if Liv's run out of money because they just opened up an oil well over and get them some more money. They, they put $3 billion into this thing from, from what I've read, and they closed the books on who the players are going to be. I believe probably without going back and getting more, Greg Norman's probably getting down to the end of how much ludicrous money he can just throw around to, to players and commentators. And, and, and honestly, Chuck's a personality, and that would resonate – in the states, but lives an international thing. How much would Charles Barkley resonate around the world on golf coverage? I, I mean, he can't credibly sit and analyze golf, but he can entertain you. Mm-hmm. And entertaining may be more important than informing in, in some in some places. But I, I don't know if Chuck would be the right per, Chuck Barkley, <laughs> Charles Barkley, be the right guy. Like, I don't want to get confused here. Uh, be the right guy for this, but. Uh, Sixty million apparently was too too steep a price tag. Well, I'll say this because I think you ask a good question. But do you know who outside of Michael was the second most popular player on that '92 Dream Team in terms of international spotlight spectacle? It's Charles Barkley. Yeah. Everyone said yeah. that that was on the trip that Charles was getting the most notable attention. Name and you speak to the entertainment value. The number one sports podcast in the world is Part in My Take, which is an entertainment sports podcast. Mm-hmm. That is the most. That's. And again, we're going to have Chuck on about 30 minutes. It's one of the things he's really encouraged me on is less nitty-gritty sports topics, not into the weeds, and just kind of have fun talking at the sports bar or whatever because people want to be entertained. And not that information and good dialogue isn't good every once in a while, but that's the that's the attractable value. That's why Chuck is such a hot commodity for Turner is because it doesn't matter what well, religion, race, age you are, you like Chuck, I don't. I don't know anyone that doesn't and is not entertained by Charles Barkley. Yeah, he's hilarious, and so and I, golf has an issue where it's too rigid at times. I agree. That's that's the too problem stuffy. where people feel like, well, I can't play that because I'm not dressed a certain way or I don't make enough money. And that I think Charles opens that up 
in in a way where again golf you you want it to be an inclusive rather than exclusive sport moving forward and so and I'm not talking about just like race or anything like that I'm talking about just lifestyle stuff and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about going to the course like a war memorial you don't wear a shirt which I saw that I mean you can wear a polo and and khakis or if you wanted to but like there's it, that that's the issue golf has where it's just like Oh, you have to play a certain way, act a certain way, do a certain way. I, listen, I, I don't want to toss out etiquette, or, but you get what I'm saying when I say I that. Th- I think you got to know know where you're at in golf. If you're at War Memorial or you're at the Muni track, you can act one way. If you're at a lotion, you act another way. I mean, I think I th- you got to know your you got to know your scene. That's fa- I think that's fair. And professional golf, there's going to be more decorum than you know. That doesn't mean that you can't go out there with your hat turned around backwards, your shirt untucked, and you and your buddies have. Have a good time with a six pack of Bush Light on the front side, but that's not how professional golf is going to be portrayed. That's not what's going to happen at Augusta National. So, but but golf people people take their cues from what we see on TV. Yeah, exactly. But it's a professional event. I mean, the way we play NFL games is with far more decorum and organization than what we play backyard football with. Well, I think I think the correlation's about the same. You know, and most of us. We're never going to play professional football, so throwing the ball around after Thanksgiving dinner is, you know, they're not. We're not going to have as much decorum. So I think that it's true with a lot of things. But to our extent, I hope they bring. Uh, so and um, Mike and Walter just texted in about Gary McCord. You know, he got he was always entertaining. Says I think he would be a good one for Live Golf. They got Faraday already on board. They were old running buddies, but um, clearly Greg Norman didn't see sixty million dollars worth with Charles Barkley, but. He would definitely bring some people to the table that probably wouldn't otherwise watch. And you need someone like that because until Live Golf gets a TV deal with a mainline partner, with a linear partner like Fox or ESPN or someone, it's going to be hard for people to find it. It's pretty inevitable that they're going to Fox, right? Don't you think that's just going to I mean, happen? I don't know. I mean, just you know what you what you read. They're going to have to pay somebody to broadcast their tournaments for a while. I would think that Fox would. There's a huge risk putting that on your on your you network. Think so? I think so. There's a risk there. So the price tag for that's going to be um, pretty pricey too. I would imagine, and whether it's a revenue split, whether it's they pay for the airtime and Live Golf sells their own stuff, I'll be interested to see if and when they get that presented. Another uh, thing to get to this morning. Apparently, it's National Talk in an Elevator Day. I never do this. I nod, <laughs> I say hi, but I there, I don't try and carry on a conversation. Unless it's a Cupernet, which inevitably fails, oh, but you get tongue tied there. What do you talk with people in elevators? Yeah. Or you just kind of nod. We were on Elevator Monday. We we were chatting it up with a few people, and, it, and when it got crowded on there, I mean, it depends on who it is, and they look like uh, like they're ready to carry on a little conversation. But if they look down at the floor. You don't try yeah, to talk to them. Alone. They don't engage. That's fine. We're only going to be in here thirty seconds. I mean, it's one thing to say hi or how are what's yeah. up. I mean, uh, Usually, when they have kids, and you can tell they like going to the pool, that those are the easy ones to to uh, strike up a little conversation. I do find that some people are so freaked out of strangers and man, I'm never in on elevator. I'm never on elevator unless I'm in a hotel. I mean, how I many buildings do we go in? That <laughs> there ain't a ton of buildings mm-hmm. in Arkansas that we go in that have you know elevators more than two floors. Maybe it's just a different uh, yeah. different thing. Oh. Back for a while, <laughs> the old joke over in Crawford County for a while, the only building in the county that had an elevator was the press box at Alma Airdale Stadium for a while. So, <laughs> I think that was true at one time when they built it. So I'm surprised, And I guess we're seeing more high, 
I'm trying to think what, what Rogers and so we're seeing more high rises in kind of that pinnacle area of Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Got plenty in Little Rock, not compared to other big capital cities and other big cities that I've been to. But what's it? The Simmons Bank Building down there? It's been a, bit, a few different downtown. names. I think that yeah. is that the tallest building in our state. I believe that's correct. I think that's right. So my buddy works at. Uh, he works high up on that floor, and we always give him a hard time about that, but. I think that I think that's correct, Tommy. You'd think the Stevens Building would be the tallest, not the Simmons Bank Building. But uh, come on, Warren. it's had a couple of different uh, couple of different names over the years. But I think that is the tallest building th- in Arkansas. I'm ninety nine percent sure yeah. you're correct. We parked in there the last concert I went to because he had the his work ID parking, so mm-hmm. we parked, left his car there, and walked to. I will never call it Simmons Bank Arena. You can call it the Simmons Building, but that will always be Altel Arena to me, as it will be. Staples Center, as it will be Heinz Field. I don't care who else sponsored it. That's that's what I'm going to call it. The old the old name, even though Alltel doesn't exist. Nope. It's a rat. Uh, I think uh, I think Joe. What, what's Joe's force? Ford. Will's the kid that's a year older than me that I went to school with. Joe's his dad. What's his dad's? What's his grandpa's name? Joe or, Ford. Joe's the grandpa. Scott's mm-hmm. the dad. Okay. Right. Yeah. It is no longer a thing, but it will always be all Arena in me because it's nostalgic to some degree, I'd say. Yeah, and uh, remember, what, did you ever go to a hockey game there or a football R- game in there? River Blades and the torn- Tornadoes, right? Arkansas Tornadoes? It's the Twisters, wasn't the it? Twisters, yes, that's correct. The I never went to one of those uh, Arena League games in there. I, was a, I had a puck, I remember, and then I had a football. Those were cool. Yeah, and they also had the Rim Rockers. Remember, they tried the... to have two uh, hockey teams, two minor league hockey teams in Little Rock. Sheesh. And they, remember that? And then they had one at Barton and one there. And they're like, how do you make one work, much less two? I didn't. And of course, they both failed. Yeah, I think that's kind of difficult to try and do that to have one. Even. Well, yeah, like clearly they're saying. both gone. Yeah. But I get. I get. I wonder if the stuff to uh, put ice back on the floor there at uh, still Simmons there. Bank is still there. The the stuff they need, I don't. I'm, it's a good question. Yeah. They got what? Just concerts, one game a year, and what else do they have in there now? Concerts, one concerts, one Razorback year. basketball game, and I guess some. Does Little Rock do any stuff? I mean, they got the Jack Stevens Center yeah, in Little Rock. They have anything else that they do down there? I think it's a concert venue mostly. So, so, so ice rinks. Wait, I guess we got one. Is there another one in the state? You got the Jones Center. Is there another one in there's, Little Rock? There's one in Little Rock. The Arkansas, Arkansas Stadium when it uh, is around winter time, and I guess I think it's actually full time. But I have never been to the Jones Center. That's one thing I never did in college, which I'm very disappointed in myself in. So I've heard of great things about it. They have open hockey nights too. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today. Anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Listen up, people. Over the years, I've learned how important hydration is in my workouts and everyday life. It's the key to helping my body move, recover, and just have a good time when I'm exercising and staying active. Things go even better when I'm well hydrated before I even start moving. Noon Hydration doesn't want you to wait to hydrate. They want you to start hydrated. 
Noon Sport hydration tablets hydrate better than water alone. Just drop them in your water, dissolve, and enjoy. They contain five essential electrolytes and come in crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade, lemon lime, and many more. They also have non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free ingredients and only one gram of sugar. Noon hydrates you so you can do more, go further, and recover faster. And that means you can have a heck of a lot more fun. Since hydrated humans have the most fun, head over to shop now on NoonLife.com and pick some up today so you're ready for anything. Because anything can happen after noon. Give your home a beautiful makeover with flooring options from Menards. Update your room with flooring from Tarkat. From easy to install sheet vinyl, waterproof vinyl plank to durable laminate flooring. Tarkat has the perfect style for you. Grovewood laminate flooring is stained, scratch and dent resistant and designed with busy families in mind. Save big money on our wide variety of flooring options in store or on Menards.com for more great deals now at Menards. Save big money at Menards.